Welcome to I'm Screaming, a podcast for anyone who's ever felt like shamelessly screaming at the top of their lungs over a moment in pop culture. Because sometimes pop culture can be scary and you just gotta let it out. Let's scream about it together. Hello, Megan. <laughs> Hello, Giselle. We're here again. Be proud of us, everyone. We're really, we didn't even really make it a New Year's resolution this year. I think last year we did, but we are, there's less pressure on us. Yeah, um, I agreed. But yes, I'm so happy to be back. Wait, something oh. else that I meant to tell you in our just personal catch up just now um, that now everyone can know. You want to hear something insane? Oh, on yeah. Sunday, I got home and my passport that I just sent away for renewal like two weeks ago at this point. Yeah. My new one came. Really? Two weeks that's crazy. The government is lying to us. Like, no, when they, they are. Take, when they take four months, because I did not pay for it to be expedited at all. Because obviously I need it because we're, we're going away. Woo! We're going, going, you know, abroad. At we're some going this year. away. I'm so excited. Um, but can you believe? Two That's weeks. I was shocked. I was sure when I saw, like, U.S. Department of whatever that um, they had sent it back to me because yeah. I messed up the form or something. And I was like, fuck. But it's my brand new... My brand it's new just passport. crazy. It's like, obviously, I'm very happy you, had it. you got it in two weeks. But also, like, imagine if they were, like, doing their real jobs, like, things that were actually happening in the world. But no, they're like, I'm going to do the easy thing, which is get people's passwords back in two weeks. <laughs> but honestly, Slay, like, now you don't have to worry about it. Um, but yes, crazy and just so blessed and, and so um, relaxed now about the travel that I have planned for the year. I'm so excited. Um, but anyway. Euro summer. Euro to, girl summer. Euro girl summer. Back to the, you know, the pod. Sorry the for topics. that little no, interlude. I, I, thank God. Truly. I need to know every part of your life. As always. <laughs> um, yes, we're back again. And many things to talk about, big and small. Um, I, I feel like we can just start with the thing on everyone's minds. Because we literally, as you said, Meg, whether we want to or not, we actually can't escape it. And that's Taylor Swift and and, and Travis <laughs> Kelsey and the Chiefs and the Super Bowl. And the, it, it, it's just like it's a movie that's unfolding in front of me. I couldn't go on Instagram. Similar to the way that Barbie Geddon happened, I could not go on Instagram without seeing that picture of them hugging uh, like every single person I knew was reposting it. And I was like, sisters, I've seen it already, but keep it, keep it up. Keep going. It's just wild to me. I, I know, I know what's happening and I'm, I'm true. Like I believe, I believe sister is like fully enamored in love and like mm -hmm. all the things like even like, and once again, I'm not shading her because like when you're getting dicked down, apparently this well, I understand that you're going <laughs> to act a fool. But the videos that Kay Kaylee Keely Teller has been posting, sister is running around just like so lit. Well, Kelly Teller is. Oh, a that's whole her other name, story. Kelly. Whoopsies. Sorry, Keely. Kelly. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Kelly Teller is a whole separate issue because Homegirl is is an actual crazy person. She seems wild. She's wild. Her, if you go to her TikTok, Giselle, this is even before you were assaulted with her existence and you were like, who is Kelly <laughs> who Teller? Don't you she? dare tell me. Um, she, her last, like, 15 TikToks oh, wait, Meg. are all set. Oh, my God. What? No, no. Yes, because I did this. I did this deep dive. They're all set to Taylor, Taylor Swift songs. songs. It's so and, scary. And I was sent a tweet today that points out that she went back to a post from 2018 of her in a wedding dress. So before she got married to Miles and changed the caption on it to a lyric from Champagne Problems by Taylor Swift, a song that came out in 2020. So she went back and changed the caption to that. Not only that, it's a caption. It's a lyric about being stood up like someone saying no to an engagement that's what that song's about why would she do that it's so weird it's so twisted and i think her her tiktoks are embarrassing extremely and she's embarrassing and that's that's all i have to say about kelly teller 
Yeah, I mean, um, it's just yeah, it's like Taylor so... is Taylor is a very unserious person. It's it's actually like, wild like that's to watch. how that's what we have to like remember. Um, is that she's crazy? Yeah, like you said to me before we got on mic, like is she actually going to do this flight from Tokyo to Las Vegas? Yes, of course she's going to. She's bonkers. She's a lunatic. She's crazy. Of course she's going to do this. She's also just like a literal hopeless romantic. Like clearly, obviously, based on all of her music and everything, she is obsessed with love, obsessed with being in love. And like this is the peak. Like this is the apex mountain for her. This guy is like publicly talking about her, publicly supporting her. She gets to go publicly support him. It's it's the best thing that's ever happened to her, getting to like have this relationship that like in the public eye that's also like okay very in the public eye at these games right but otherwise like we're not really seeing them right like they're in fucking misery like in his house like hiding right um but this is like this is like apex mountain for her she is like losing her mind and that's why she's acting the way she's acting because she's a crazy person And, and because she's like as you said you know you can tell that like she's actually happy. Yeah. It's yeah, agreed. Like and and this to me is where it's like once again, Taylor Swift is one of the most if not the most famous person in the world and like no matter what, she's still a billionaire and I'm sitting in my apartment in Bedside, Brooklyn. But uh it, it's like it's like when you watch the girl who just like is in high school. Like it it, it literally feels like we're like watching uh, what's that one song that everyone knows? You belong with me or whatever. You belong with me. Like unfold in front of us. It, 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 I, it. Don't worry, the Swifties have made the comparison on Twitter. Oh, of already. course, of course they have. Yeah, it's just wild. And I think like Ke- I keep calling her Keely. I don't know why. Kelly Teller is like not doing her favors with these videos that make her feel like it's like manic and all these things. But I'm also just like. Well, that's that's for you. For the Swifties, they're like, thank you, Kelly Teller. We worship you. Thank you for this footage. I'm like, Kelly, this, I don't know if you're painting your sister, your friend, your best friend in, like, the most, uh, I mean, I get it. If you're obsessed with someone, like, you want the tea. Like, I get it. I get it. I know. I'm also, and I also will, I also will just play devil's advocate here play. and say that you're not, a, you're not a big sports fan. I'm not. I'm not. That is, so, you, you're correct on that, my sister. So, and I am. Yes, I know. So, I know. This is a big moment. I can, I can relate to, like, reacting to sports yes. games. In this way, um, when you really love a team and you're you're in it, and especially when you're there, the atmosphere is like really exciting. Yeah, and so, I would probably be the same if I were her. I right. I'm not. I I can it's only like the judge way we are from the concerts. outside. Yes, of course. So, so again, it, it is just like it's the environment, it's the atmosphere. Like I'll 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 give her that. You know what I mean? And then on top of it, it's like when it's like you the, again, you're like she's getting dicked down. It's like when it's that guy who's catching yeah. the touchdown pass. It's like. Yeah, okay. I think it's just it's just a remembrance that like it to me this has made her more human than anything has ever made her. Like I'm like the way that I would do the same thing as her. Like she's literally the most famous person in the world, but like here she is like exhibiting behaviors that like me and you would do at any concert. You know, I, that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Like it's just and like posing chugly with right. the, with the baseball hat and like yeah, no, like celebrities that are literally just us with like They're better luck, like, us, like yeah. crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So I think I'm just like watching, watching this all be like, wow, oh, how, yeah. how? No, it's crazy. It really is. It's captured us. It's, it's so American though for us to be obsessed with this. Of course. Like, it's so American to, to like look at this cookie cutter, all American dream couple, like fall in love on like a world stage and like she's the most famous person in the world because of her music and he's now probably the most famous football player like not maybe he's no but like he's and like but also like again his team is like going back to the super bowl again like it's crazy it's nuts and like it's just it's it's everything we love to see we're obsessed with this kind of story with this kind of like happy ending quote unquote right um so yeah it's it's been wild to watch and i mean it's so futile to be a man and this is it's so futile to be a man who is complaining about taylor swift being at these games um 
Because genuinely, like, there there are commentators who have counted the number of seconds she's been shown on TV during these games, and it's, like, it never goes above 30 during the whole three-and-a-half-hour game. Yeah. So it's just, like, again, like, just revealing, like, how, how our society sucks so much and hates women so much. Literally. Like hates women like they showed Eminem at the Detroit Lions game because he's a fan and he's a celebrity and you don't see anyone complaining but also so like you it's... wish you were the most famous person in the world of course if she's there in every game that's part of the narrative they're gonna show it like duh do you exist on the same planet as us trash men they always show they also have always for perpetuity at sports games not just NFL games shown celebrities yes. It's, Men are so It's just so foolish. mindless, and it's so insane. And I had a coworker say it to me the other day about how it's ruining football. And I said, you're literally dumb. I was like, that if you think that, you're dumb. Sorry. Right. Um, because as whatever body, <laughs> some sort of um, data source, said says that uh, Taylor Swift has added $330 million in brand equity, like the equivalent of that to the NFL and the Chiefs. It's crazy. It's power. It's power. It, it really is. Um, uh, yeah, I just, I mean, it's it's really something. It's wild. I I will continue to watch as someone who is, you know, detached enough to just get to be a simple bystander. I'm enjoying my seat. I'm enjoying my seat. I'm here. I'm I'm just watching, watching it all unfold. Excited to see where we go next. Have you? <laughs> have you seen um that basically everyone's saying like how much power Taylor Swift is going to have with the upcoming election? Um really, I haven't seen this, but basically, yes, there's been like things said about how like her endorsement will go an insanely long way because she has this like, you know, obviously insane ridiculous following and um again, brand equity, right? Yeah. Um or whatever it is. Um so, basically, apparently, there was a, I saw a headline, and it was, like, Trump's aides are saying that they're going to, like, unleash a holy war upon Taylor Swift to prove that he's more popular than her and to take her down. And everyone's just saying, like, please do this. Please unleash the Swifties on Trump. Yeah, like, like literally, put them towards something good, please. Let's put them to work. Let's get their, use their skills for good. Yeah. And let's take them down. If um, we can yeah, mobilize I the mean, Swifties and, like, the BTS stands, like, we will be unstoppable. Oh, my God. <laughs> the BTS stands came for him once before. I need it I to like, happen again. Was, like, like, really please. powerful. Um. Yeah, and I mean, I know maybe you've seen this, but in 2020, um, obviously the election year, the chief and like a month before COVID, the Super Bowl was Chiefs versus 49ers. Oh wow! So we're living, um, uh, we're living the same timeline over and over again. Hopefully, there's no global pandemic next month. <laughs> I know. Oh my God, Jesus! <laughs> to think about that is so crazy. Um, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Not to laugh. Like, literally, it's laughing out of <laughs> sheer nervousness and, and terror. I also... Because sorry, the no. the witchcraft that's at at um at play here... Did you know that when Taylor Swift attends the Super Bowl, it'll be her 13th game... I did see this. ...that she's attended? And that it's Super Bowl 58, 5 plus 8 equals 13? Witchcraft. And that the 49ers is 4 plus 9 equals 13? It's witchcraft. I also saw... They call it... Uh, Tay Voodoo, they call it. I saw some some. Oh, I only saw one TikTok of a girl, but I did see a TikTok of a girl being like, or tweet. Sorry, it was tweets, and it was like, what would happen? Like, I I'm hearing rumblings of like maybe they'll ask Usher to like hold so that Taylor can like do. I'm like, can literally can we can we just be on this planet for one second, everyone? Why do we take everything so far? Please, please, it's you have me, and then they lose me. I'm like. Usher is going to perform at the Super Bowl as he deserves. She will sit in the stands. It will be great. We don't need... It's just like people exist on planet Earth with me for one minute. A singular minute. Imagine, yeah. People don't... People don't think about about timelines and timing or anything. And they're like, yeah. Like, she could just do a whole halftime performance in two minutes. It's like... Are you stupid? The comments are like, like, imagine, imagine Usher like deserving this. Like, imagine someone like also being extremely famous and like deserving this and like work for it. And you people are just like, I, oh yeah, Taylor will just perform. Like, I'm incredibly excited for the Usher. Me too. It's gonna be great. 
And number two, I was saying this, I really feel like Usher is, like, so famous. Like, we actually take it He's so famous. for granted how famous he is. Because, like, the name Usher, to be... A singular... A whatever, like... To, to have a singular name, like, it's like Zendaya, No, right? literally. But also, Usher's been around for, like, what, 25 years now? Usher's so famous. He's so famous. Like, do you ever think about the scene in Hustlers when he comes into the club? Truly, shook. Usher, you will always be famous. Usher is so famous, and... Usher v. Raymond... The third. Jr.? The third. The third. The third. Yeah. Um, Usher, so Usher did a, a huge feat last year, which was making my mom into a fan. And you know she has always been like, I'm not an Usher fan. He stole from Michael Jackson. But my mom took her best friend to see Usher for her birthday last year in Vegas. And my mom was like, okay, he kind of slayed. So, like, go off, Usher. We got her on board. Literally, we we got her. (laughs) His power. (laughs) Speaking of power, should we shift our conversation to uh, Miss Sarah J. Moss? Of course. I mean, the it's it's crazy. It's it's a sensation. She is so powerful. <laughs> she, she's so powerful. It's scary, she's so actually. rich too. Holy shit! So rich, so powerful. For those who don't know, the new Crescent City book is out. I think it's Crescent City three. Yeah. Um, which is just her most recent series. Obviously, you've all heard us talk about Akatar. And Giselle more recently has started the Throne of Glass series and is very much enjoying it. I am. She's flying through those books. I am. Um, but, yeah, it's just, I, I, there was an article that came out in Vulture yesterday that we can link um, uh, on our stories on Instagram. Yes, That was a like, really material. interesting read about, um, about Sarah J. Moss and this, for lack of a better word, cult that she's created of female readers which we love we love like, it this is number one people are reading people are buying books we are saving bookstores and she's a big driving force behind it like in a lot of ways. oh yeah um and has set up the path for a lot of people to come after her um obviously i'm reading fourth wing iron flame rebecca yaros um but yeah it's it's a really interesting read especially because there's also um the issue or the point which is that um a lot of these it's just a lot of white women writing these books yeah um so there's just a lot there's a lot to unpack i i don't know um i think feel like you need to give us some feedback on throne of glass what you're thinking how you're feeling uh yes uh i i have many feelings floating around in my head (laughs) sorry in my head um First and foremost, on the Throne of Glass, it's yes. fucking good, I will say. I, I And this is a thing I, we've said about Sarah before. The original Throne of Glass book, so the first book that she wrote ever, basically, is Throne of Glass. And, like, mm-hmm. you can tell that this is her first book that she's ever wrote. Because, like, it's fine, but, like, you know, it, it's just fine. Similarly to the way that many people view Akatar as just fine. Like... I wouldn't say that Sarah is good at like getting you hooked enough, but like her world building in book one is never sensational. I'd say mm-hmm. book two is really where she, she nabs you <laughs> ups the, ups the ante. So I, I've read three books in the throne of glass series, the first two. And then I read the prequel, which, you know, of course, because we can never just do anything easy. There's a lot of um, discourse about reading order of these books and where you read the prequel, a lot of people read it first. No, I would never recommend that to anyone. Okay. Love. I read it third, and I think that's right because like you learn about you you learn about the characters that you're gonna read about in the prequel in the beginning of these books. And it's like honestly just more impactful to know what she's lost already and then read about it and then like it's a sucker punch when she loses it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so I think that in terms of characters, Selena Sardothian is like the main character, and like to okay, come on, come on, sister, <laughs> come on, pronunciation. I think that's right. Um, she is to me like she's greater than Feyre to me. Like okay, we are, we are standing her. We love. Um, I think I like the men better in uh, 
Akatar so far. Akatar. But the thing about Throne of Glass is like I've only read three books, but there's like a f- slew of characters that are about to be relevant that I've not met yet. I think I just met one. That's wild. I, I am reading, first of all, this is not about Akatar, but I'm reading a book called Family Meal and it is Same. Are you reading it? It's literally Meg. Yeah. I I have annotated the book. I it is one of the best books I feel like I've ever read. I'm obsessed with it. Wow. I think it's amazing. I don't know how far you're in it, but I'm obsessed with it. I'm about 40 pages in. But this, so this is Family Meal by Brian yes. Washington. Um, that's his yes. name, right? Yes. Um, and you didn't read Memorial. No. Yeah. I really liked Memorial. Yeah. Really liked Memorial. So you're going to have to read that after. I, I don't feel like I can comment on Family I'm like 120 I, pages I in. Yesterday. I'm like... I'm yeah. hooked. I'm, I'm obsessed. It's not that. It's not that long. I feel like you'll be finished with it. Soon. Yeah, and then I'll return to Miss Sarah. But uh, yeah, I. <laughs> so I'm like reading Family Meal actually, but then like I do. I do have uh, the fourth one on my Kindle, so I've like kind of read a few pages. But yeah, I mean the thing about Sarah is that she's she just. It's for the girls who loved Twilight. It's for the girls who loved. Hunger Games. It's for the girls who loved Harry Potter. Like we are adults now and we have something that got us as excited as it used we used to be. And like I see a lot of discourse on book talk, which I completely agree with, which is like kind of what you were saying about like their critique about Sarah is that it's a bunch of like white women writing the books and also a lot of times reading the books and like you become obsessed with this idea and like, you know, it creates this cycle. But so yes, like agreed there. But the thing about it is, like, diversifying your reading is, like, so important. And, like, that should be a conversation that is talked about. But, like, I'm never going to fault someone for, like, creating a story or a series that gets people to read. Like, and I think that, like, you know, there's been a lot of discourse about Sarah J. Moss, actions she's made, things she's potentially done that, you know, I don't necessarily agree with or like whatever whatever and like I think it's a huge conversation as we always say about like you know supporting the art and supporting the artist and like how far we go the JK Rowling thing was like you know the 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 Harry Potter girls are still fighting in the trenches to this day so like I don't feel like I need to be Sarah J Moss's best friend or like think that everything she does is great to like enjoy her books you know of course not of course not and that's totally not what I no no I agree I'm just like more of like a yeah, a point that I had seen made recent, heard made recently in conversations I have had about her recently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what they said in the Vulture article, like, about her. And I mean, crazy that she's only 37. Like, she's so young. I saw that she just signed be, another, like, eight-figure deal for, like, four She's uh, so new rich. Books. Like, crazy. is she going to write a new series? Or are we just going to, are these four new fucking Akatar books? Like, I mean, I'm sure... I'm sure she's going to write a new series, depending on, like, is Throne of Glass done, or are there more coming? So she's, it is done. Like, Kingdom of Ash is the last book. But then I saw an interview once where she was like, if the, like, if it sparks me, maybe I'll write another one. But I think she should just be done. So let's, we've put that to bed. So we definitely, I feel like we definitely need, are going to get two more Akatar books, at least. Yeah. Because we obviously got the Feyre trilogy, right? And then we have... Um, our little novella. Yes. Which I saw someone reading on the subway the other day. Love. Um, and I was like, good luck with that. Even though I know you liked it a lot. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't. I read it literally one sitting. but uh, I did too, but only because I like was taking a plane ride yeah. from Florida to New York. And I was like, you have to finish this by the time you get off this plane. I know. Because <laughs> otherwise you never will. Um, but I feel like we are going to get like a Nesta book an Elaine book and maybe an Azrael book, right? Like, like let's, that's kind of. If she doesn't give see. us a more book, I'm never going to forgive her. I mean, oh yeah, more book. I forgot about that. We're going to need a more book. So maybe three. And then I don't know about Crescent City. As you texted me the other day, are we going to have to read these? And I feel, I fear the answer is yes. I know. I do fear. I mean, the thing about it is like, I've read, I've read more Sarah J Moss than I've read of any other author. I feel like at this point, because all her books were like fucking 800 pages. But, like, I have so much more to go in the Throne of Glass series. I read three books, and there's still, like, five more books. And they only get longer. They only get longer. And Crescent City, both all three of those books are, like, fucking huge. So I'm like, it's just... No. 
it's crazy. And I, I saw a TikTok earlier and it, cause Crescent City, obviously it came out like, you know, I texted Giselle yesterday morning and I was like, did you see the hordes yeah. of girls at the Barnes and Noble? Like she showed up and it was like, a, it was like Taylor Swift showed it's crazy. up. But for the, the, the book top, book the top girls. girlies. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, this is how I'm feeling about Iron Flame right now, which Fourth Wing and Iron Flame are kind of like. Sarah J. Moss, but with dragons. Right. Um, and I read Fourth Wing in like two days. I couldn't put it down. And that one was like 500 pages. Iron Flame is 899. And pages. the girls, I feel like, have mixed reviews on Iron Flame. Yeah. I'm definitely not enjoying it as much as Fourth Wing. I'm like a little over halfway into it. And I just hit part two. So that was like my goal was like to get to part yeah. two. And then I was like, okay, then I can really start reading Family Meal a little bit and maybe maybe get through that um, because it's putting me behind on my reading goal. Like, God damn it, this long-ass no, it's fucking so, book. it's so fucking long. It's crazy. <laughs> but the girls are, like, on TikTok already finishing Crescent City, already, like, like you know, telling their friends they're leaving them behind because they couldn't do their reread fast enough. It's How? Like, it is it is bringing back that culture, like you said, of Harry Potter and Twilight and, and, you know, that golden age of, like, YA fantasy novels. Um, and it's so funny because Sarah J. Moss, this is what the Vulture article tells us, is that she started off writing Harry Potter fan yeah. fiction. Don't they don't, all? Literally don't start they all. off writing Harry, writing Harry Potter fan fiction. Um, and that also, Giselle, and you'll love this, that she was a big fan, she, like, this love of fantasy and stuff. Or originated from Buffy and Sailor ah, Moon. It get, Sailor Moon tees always like love. I feel like the uh, like the way that she in Akatar has like the different courts and all that shit. I'm like it just gives gives. Yeah. Oh my god. Sailor there Moon tea. There's nothing like a. There's nothing like a story, and this is what gets the girlies right. We love, and we've talked about this. We love to be told, like, put ourselves. Yeah, in a box. we love it. We love to have our whole personality explained away by astrology, by our Hogwarts house, by what you quarter know, are you in Divergent? Yeah, and Akatar, what quarter are you like? Like having something like that in your lore and in your world building is just a recipe for success. Yes. It's the same thing in Fourth Wing. It's like you could be a scribe, you could be a rider, you could be, you know, like which dragon, which color dragon are you gonna ride? Like, there's always something, right, where where we can project our personality onto these different categories, and it is so. It's a recipe for success. Always. Yes, I'm. Um, I love it. But I love yeah. that the girls are no, reading. But it's great. Listen, I love it. Let the girls be girls. Like this is the whole thing about you know, the year, like, let's, let's be girlies. Let's be Taylor Swift at our boyfriend's football game. I want to date a football but, player. Come on. I want to be Literally, a wag. The girls are having wag. fun. I'm like, <laughs> we love uh, it. I do fear the moment, the day when we do officially get a like film or screen adaption announcement for Akatar. I feel nervous because I just know, I like don't want it. Like, I just want a book to be a book. I want a book to be a book. I know, I know. I think it'll just never live up to what the girlies want. And also, this is another thing about it. It's like, you know, the fan casts are all these, like, hunky white yeah. guys for, like, Rysand and Azriel and Cassian and whatever. And it's like, you know they're going to, like, diversify yeah. it when, they, when it goes to the big screen. Like, there'll be at least, like, one of them will be, like you know, a person yeah. of color. And then the girls are all going to get mad and it's going to become right. racist, right? And, like, same thing that happened with Percy Jackson. Like, I just watched that last episode of Percy oh, yeah. this morning. And, you know, the little girl who plays Annabeth, her name's Leah, and she's so cute and she's so good in the role. And she's this beautiful little black girl. And, of course, she got so much hate. And I saw her getting interviewed, like, the other day and she's talked about it a lot but like they were like what would you what advice would you give to young actors and she was like I would just say like don't listen to anyone who says that like you're not right because the casting director said that oh. you you know chose you and I was like this poor I know literally. you know what I mean I do have an idea though and this could be for fourth wing and you don't know about Zayden yet but Zayden is technically um not white in fourth wing oh, the love. main guy but of course, all the girlies on TikTok are still fan casting him as like of a course. white guy. Um, 
But I think that they should cast Charles Melton <gasps> as one of the, as like Rysan. I think they should cast him as like Azriel or something. I fe- I see that. Literally. I see it. He should be a fairy or a dragon rider in the next five years. Like that's all I'm asking. I request that it, feels please. that feels <laughs> very correct to me. It feels right to me in my. Spirit. And you know who should play? Because I feel like the summer court is the, the, the like black people or whatever. Yeah. Jeremy Pope should play the summer court guy. Yeah. He's so hot. Oh my god, yeah. Oh my god. That wow. I feel like he already has like pure He does, right? Where it's like he wouldn't even need to wear like contacts for their like gold flecked eyes or whatever. Whatever she describes them as. I mean the lore is just there. And I mean if you're the type of person who is like wondering if you should try the Sarah J. Moss universe and you're feeling intimidated, like it is just It's fucking fun. And there is so much like Let the girls have fun. Again, like I want to have, let fun. The girls have fun. I I I'm reading other books that are devastating me. I'm literally crying my eyes out at not really, but kind of at family meal. But then once I once I re- are in this world and then I'll return back to my fucking fairies and my fae and I'm excited and then I'll yeah. and then I'll leave and it's again. Your and then I'll return. And it's great. And you know what? It's, it's fun. fun. It's fun. Said. We just girls just girls just want to have just fun. Have fun. Sarah J. Moss, you will always be famous. Always be famous. <laughs> like honestly, I'm sorry. The books are great. So, bye. Um, bye. Okay, moving on. Before we get into uh, the bigger topics, I woke up this morning and was completely bombarded by Nick Vial <laughs> and like a hundred clips from his fucking podcast and Tom Sandoval. It was the first the thing. The Scandaval seems to never end. Yeah, no, I saw it I, this morning, too, because Wednesdays are my lovely little days where I don't have to get out of bed until, like, 9 o'clock. Um, and I was doing my scrolling on TikTok. Um, and, you know, Karma is the guy on the Chiefs, Crescent City, Tom's Literally. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and I was talking about this – at dinner last night too because I had seen some headlines from it so the new season of Vanderpump Rules premiered and they're both night. on it still. Um, and they're both on okay. it still and on Tuesday night Ariana no last night was Tuesday on Monday night yes Ariana Maddox made her Broadway debut right. in Chicago yes. So, um, very big night for her, obviously. Like, I, I've learned now that she was a theater major, so this is something that she's always wanted to do. So, like, congrats to her. She is having, like, the best year of her Literally. life. Um, post getting cheated on. Um, but Scandaval never ends. Um, Tom Sandoval and Tom Schwartz were on Nick Vile's podcast, uh, dropped the day after Ariana's Broadway debut, very clearly, you know, and on the day of the Vanderpump Rules um premiere um and i mean first of all he gets there late apparently this this man is so scary he's a genuine pathological sociopath like he is so scary because nick vial is nick vial right like we we know he's kind of shady like he's you know annoying and whatever but like he is just really like these days doing his podcast with his pregnant fiance yeah. and like chilling right right you know what i mean his pregnant fiance is like 20 literally years, but <laughs> whatever um but yes what happened was they're sitting there with tom schwartz tom schwartz and tom sandoval like best friends, right okay right? I, i'm like, learning this they they're the toms they have the they have the bar the toms tom yeah, tom yeah. Is the name of, was the name of the bar yeah yeah and then schwartz and sandy's is the new the new one um, so of course, you know, like they're all starting to become friends with Tom Sandoval again. Like this is like just naturally what's going to happen because like they've all cheated on each other in the past. Like it's fine, whatever. Right now, Ariana is suing Tom because she wants to sell their house that they own right, together, yes. that they're also still living in together. Wait, what? Because like neither one of, they still live in the house. They both live in the house. It's fucking crazy, Giselle. And she thinks that it's, like, logical. She's like, well, I'm not, like, it's, you know. And then she wants to sell the house, so she's suing him or whatever. I don't know. It's so stupid. But, yes, what happens is they're sitting there with Tom Schwartz, who is, like, the ultimate Tom Sandoval defender. Like, he will always he defend is, this man, no matter what. Like, he's, he's pathetic. pathetic, but also he is a strong soldier because I could never. 
could <coughs> it's so silly he looks so silly he looks so he looks silly so it's embarrassing silly. i i feel so bad for him because and so oof. he's like 45 minutes late sandoval at this point and so <coughs> nick calls him or like he's like you know 15 20 minutes late and nick calls him and he's like hey and and sandoval's like hey what's up and he's like yo where the fuck are you man like you're supposed to be here and he's like oh oh is it 2 30 oh oh shit all right wait i'll be send right me there. your address so he's like get there yeah Crazy. send me your address so then it's like an hour he's like an hour late and he walks in and the minute that nick's like so where were you he's like Bro, like, what are you talking about? You were two hours late this. to my I, this, this shit was crazy. And Nick's like, what are you talking about? No, I wasn't. I was on time. I was I was not late. And he's like, no, bro, you were late. You were late. And he is, like, active, like, very, you know, enthusiastic. You were late. You were late, man. You were two hours late. What are you talking about? And, and like, Nick's like, bro, I was not late. But I, all I did was ask you what you were doing. You're deflecting the question. And he's like, I was hanging out with a friend. And he's like, but you were late. And he's like, but you were late to my podcast, bro. You were, I swear, I swear to God. And Nick's like, God would be very disappointed. And then time goes by and his- Who also is a real one because my sister was like, you will not, you will not defame my man. It's so something that I I would do. Like I actually, I respected her so much for this. She pulled up the fucking receipts and she goes, I do just want to point out that Nick texted me at 6.51 p.m. saying that he just finished doing your podcast and he was going to No, it's actually a slay. I was like, Natalie, sister, defend your man. And because Sandoval was saying, like, you didn't get there till 6.30. And Natalie's like, well, then how long was the podcast? He was like, like an hour. And she was like, so, yeah. So he got there at 5.30 when he said he was going to. And then it was about an hour and a half. And then he went to Whole Foods. And this Tom Sandoval is still sitting there adamant that he was late like he is so scary because as nick said to him he's like i'm just it's just crazy that you genuinely believe you i know you genuinely believe that i was late like you just make things up and scenarios up in your head and like he literally couldn't even say like that he learned anything he basically said that when he said if he learned anything from it that he would never cheat that way right but then tom sandoval was like i don't think you mean that (laughs) or sorry tom (laughs) Tom Tom schwartz yeah he's like I think what you mean by that yeah. is like always there was a compilation of him that the vile files podcast put out this compilation of, of Nick saying to Tom Schwartz, like, do you feel that you need to defend him? And he's like, no, no, totally. And it's like one hour yeah. later, two minutes later. And all the times he like stepped in to be like, I don't think you want to you say don't that. Mean that. Or like, I think what you mean to say crazy men. And are then insane. the last one I saw was like him being like, what did he say about Ariana? Like, she has it all like now she needs to let it go or like she looks what did he, she say she looks silly or like do you know what i'm talking about she looks silly like suing him yeah or I i'm gonna find it saying. because i like, could i couldn't believe that this is what he was saying this man is also so scary to me like i literally could not believe no everything about him is just terrifying he's like a ghoul I don't know. She, I don't. I, I can't find it right now. But literally, like he was just like shitting on Ariana, and just being like, you know, she has it all. Like she should let it go. Like she looks so foolish. She looks so silly. I'm like, you are so delusional. And uh, like, and once again, like we don't need to praise Nick for like doing what he should do, which is like shitting on Tom Sandoval. But also at the same time, like it was making me laugh. Nick was like, so if I were Ariana, I'd probably be doing the same thing. Like you publicly yeah. embarrassed her. Like what the fuck. Mm-hmm. No, Nick is, sometimes I'm, I want to roll my eyes at him because he's so, like, just, he has his favorites, right? He has his friends that he likes and that he'll defend. But um, but he he's on the right side of history a lot of the time. Yeah. Never and forget. this is one of them. How far did he get on Rachel's season again? Right? Well, he was on Rachel's season? She was on, she was on his season. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. She was fourth, right? And she got third on third. his season. I think she was what maybe fourth. she was like in the top four. I think I can't remember. It was third she was or in the top four for sure. She definitely got a hometown because we met her she parents. Um, so maybe she. Yeah, maybe it was fourth because Raven and Vanessa were second and, and first. I think it was either third or fourth. Um, but he was famously on Andy's season and then on Caitlyn's season. And he was runner up on both. Yeah. And then he got to be the bachelor. Oh, boy. And I mean, 
listen, he's he's engaged and having a baby and is going to be married and Caitlyn Bristow's kind of a mess. Did you see the latest with that? I I know she's a mess. I didn't I know that something happened, but I don't know what happened. I did see headlines. So she so she and Jason Tardin, right? Who was like her fiance? Like he was on in Bachelor Nation. They got together. They got engaged. You know, were together for like four years, and then they called it off. Um, he's coming out with a book about like about like finances and your partner, and like how to like you know do that right, and like eight questions to ask your partner like before you like you know commit to them about their finances. Um, and he's basically talking about how like he ignored every red flag with her and he like didn't ask all the questions and whatever like clearly like homegirl does not have good credit (laughs) um but apparently she's dating zach taisha zach really and you know her and taisha like co-hosted the bachelorette together in that covid period when chris harrison got fired and they were like this and now she's dating taisha zach it's so bad it's so bad. And I mean, like, Tasha's doing fine. She's dating Luke from Summer House. And, like, they're keeping their relationship so low-key that it means that she must be yeah, happy. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but, yeah, dark. Very dark. Really dark energy from Caitlin Bristow. And she has a completely new face, and it's not serving her well. People really need to stop getting new faces if they yeah. don't have to. Stop with... <laughs> if you don't have to get a new face, um, maybe you shouldn't. Literally. Your face is beautiful just the way it is. Um, crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, well, before we get into the Grammys, it's just like I have to take a breath to talk about this. Like, it's just so, uh, it's <sighs> so much. Um, it's so much and it's really dark. <clears throat> and, and like, we're talking about so many dark and twisted things, actually. Yeah, today. it's so sick and twisted. Um, oh we're talking about the events that followed <clears throat> Megan the Stallion releasing his uh and Nicki Minaj has lost her damn mind on Beyonce's internet and has <laughs> released a diss track in response Called bad foot, good foot, big big foot. I forget which foot it. Big, big foot. Big, big foot. And it's just reached a point that is no longer funny and was honestly never funny. And I'm like, where do I even start? So for those who don't know, go ahead, Meg. You were gonna say something. No, I was gonna get into the like specific uh, lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's but but you I was go. gonna say for those who don't know. Lead us. We've talked about it on the podcast. Megan the Stallion gone through a lot of bullshit in the last few years. She was shot by Tory Lanez in the foot. A lot of things came from that. A lot of beef came from that. Recently, she's been beefing with her ex-boyfriend, Partisan, uh, who also... Yes, use his full His fucking government name. fucking name, Partisan. <laughs> government And he released... He <laughs> tried to release a diss track previously that also was a flop. Um, and so, in the culmination of all these people fucking with her, she released Hiss. And Hiss never named anyone by name, but dragged the hell out of a lot of people who we can assume needed to be dragged. And one of the, one of the lines in Hiss said something about Megan's Law, which Meg these, will read. These hoes don't be mad at Megan. These hoes mad at Megan's Law. And... So Megan the Stallion is just this good because if you and also this is a fucking drag, but if you go and look up what Megan's Law is about, it's basically about like you know registering as sex offenders, registering as sex yes. offenders. And if yeah. you don't know, now you know. Nicki Minaj's husband is a registered sex offender, and, and her, her brother. brother. Like this, and <laughs> and like a lot of people in the industry that maybe Megan is shading with this song right like it's not like the whole thing about it is that Nikki was so triggered by it and assumed it was right. about her and and also like I'm I'm just gonna be so for real like it isn't that it isn't true it's it's a it's legally true actually your yes. husband cannot go pick your child up from school it's true I'm sorry 
because he cannot it's be within the however truth. many so, feet of a school. Bleh, there, that's it. But basically, Nikki, as Meg said, is completely triggered. Has gone on all these podcasts, all these different things, just like spewing all this crazy bullshit about Megan. Not only just about like the Tory Lanez bullshit, but also which I think is like completely fucked up. Is just like brought her so her fucked. dead mother into it, which is just fucking crazy, mm-hmm. and and not okay actually. It's so not okay because the apparently the barbs leaked where the cemetery is where Meg's mom is buried. Yeah, the barbs need to be fucking ashamed of them. It's disgusting. It's actually it's disgusting. It's so gross. It's so gross. And I mean, it's, it's again, it's Nikki put out this album recently. It was a flop. Clearly, it's just not going well in the camp of Nicki Minaj. And the thing is is that even though I think both of us have wanted a little bit more from Meg's Meg's solo career thus far in terms of like when the albums have come out we've kind of been like oh I just want a little more you know what I mean like we love her she's great also she's on the up and up she's young she's talented she's famous she is working with the right people she and also she had the audacity to fucking stand up for herself and name names and not be afraid to get justice for something that happened to her and it's just crazy to see like the vitriol that is always flung her way because of that. Literally, and and it's so it's so Nicki Minaj has always been messy. She's always been you know a little bit controversial, but you could never, no one has ever or used to never deny her talent and the fact that she is one of the most influential people in music in rap and like you know that's never gonna not be true um but she has been clinging on to this even naming the album pink friday too like clinging on to this thing that she used to have and like it's not being delivered with the raps the rhymes the talent is not we're not seeing it bigfoot is a terrible song it's It's not even a good like it's first of all the, the material is fucked up but then it's a bad song so you just look even more foolish. It's a flop. You right. you flopped and you look foolish. I, whoever let I mean no one let her. She probably just did it. But like it's 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 mind boggling. And I mean it's just this lack of again this lack of restraint like this lack of let me stay quiet let me not react this way, and she she reacted and then she couldn't stop reacting and I think whoever is around Megan right now. And it's maybe it's also Megan herself just showing this restraint, but there's been such a polar opposite energy. Come obviously, Megan hasn't even commented on it. She's doing. She press. should not comment on it. I hope she doesn't. She announced she's she's announced a tour and an album ahead of that tour in the summer. Um, she's gone and done her press. She's gone and promoted the single and has not mentioned it once. And that is so impressive to me because. If this kind of, again, vitriol and hatred was being flung at me, I would be bursting to, you know, stand up for myself and retaliate. But it just shows like a lot of, again, a lot of restraint. And it's like really impressive. And I think, I mean, her team and her deserve a lot of credit for that because at the end of the day, it's only made Nikki look crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's just not, it's not good for Miss Minaj. And I I've I mean I I've, I've never considered myself a barb because they're scary right. but no offense if you're a barb but also offense uh, um, <laughs> well in the, right now right offense, now offense. because what are we doing um, but I in the past like I mean when Nikki was the height of culture like she was the height of culture and like I as many of you listened to Pink Friday too to you know a sad realization that it wasn't going to be iconic but. Um, yeah, it's just dark. And you know I hate the girls fighting. I hate to see two black women feuding. It's never what I like. It's never what I enjoy. I hate it. But, yeah, Meg, Nikki looked very foolish. And Meg is just, I hope she doesn't respond. I hope she just continues on, as you were saying, with all the things she has this summer. And I hope that she comes out with a, a fucking banger of the next single and, like, we can put this to red. Best. Or to bed, because it's dark. Mm-hmm. Dark, dark, dark. Oh, so dark. Ugh. And I guess that's that on that. I guess that's that on that. I mean, everyone 
can feel the sinister energy just literally up with that one um our final topic is just ahead of this weekend mm-hmm. um which again we're in the when the thick of award season we are. um and now we get our little uh music interlude uh the grammys are on sunday Woo! um love the grammys because performances it's i think it's it can be when executed properly the best award yes. show um because of said performances um but you know the the recording academy is kind of sus so we'll see how things yeah. go um but we we're just going to talk a little bit about our predictions um what we think will happen obviously it could you know be a total surprise which i would love but um what are you what how are you feeling ahead of the grammys i feel like i i do kind of know um some of your feelings but i would love to hear yeah that. i feel like you know i'm i'm assuming i'm assuming a lot of billy as always i'm assuming a taylor swift big category win of course which we yes. said that you know we feel as though anti-hero could deserves um mm-hmm. I could, I could not, I would love to not see an Olivia Rodrigo win just because I don't really think it's deserved for this album per se. Um, I think, I think we could actually see a blank of God. I think that would be fantastic in my opinion because there's other things that are deserved. I would love to see an album of the year for SOS. I would love to see a big SZA mm-hmm. win. Love to see that. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, in terms of new artists, I actually have been becoming a Noah fan as of late. Um, so I would, I would, obviously I'm okay if I would be happy if Noah wins best new artist. I love Victoria Monet down, so like I want to see her win. But I would be happy if she won other categories, so then Noah could have that Grammy. Do you know what I mean? I want them both to win. Yes. Like, I, <laughs> did you see though? Did you see her TikTok of um, Hazel? Ah! Hazel? Yes. Getting her because she's yeah, nominated. She's, she's so like the cute. youngest. Ah! I love. I. She's so cute. Um, just a beautiful baby. Oh my gosh. But yeah, Victoria Monet is campaigning though. My sister is out there doing the shit. Yeah. So like. Yeah, I mean. So is Noah. So is Noah. Everyone um, devastated that Olivia Rodrigo was not on the song. I saw this girl that was like, "Who's Brandy Carlile?" I'm like, "How do you not know who Brandy Carlile is?" I'm so sorry. Please check yourself. Brandy Carlisle is ten times more talented famous. than Olivia Rodrigo. Be so Brandi fucking Carlyle serious. Brandy Carlisle is a very famous people. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I, I agree. I am worried. I still worry that Flowers is going to like rob someone. And sorry to our, our sister Miley Cyrus, but um, like when you don't promote a song or an album. I, I don't want to hear Yeah, it. and also, like, <laughs> like, Flowers is, like, my least favorite song on the album. <laughs> actually. And, I mean, it it was everywhere. How, it was though? Not, it How? Did not, it did not go triple platinum in my house. How was it everywhere? So, for me, I'm kind of, like, I liked Endless Summer Vacation, and I wanted more for it. Like, I wanted to, to see a push for, like, these other songs on the album. Again, like, like you said, Flowers is one of my least favorite songs on the album. So... We'll see with that. I mean, it was the front runner for a while. I do feel like I've been seeing a lot of publications and obviously like they don't know everything. In the last couple of days, I mean, Variety, maybe Billboard. I really agreed with Billboard's big four predictions, which was SZA for album, Taylor for record, and Billy for song for What Was I Made Of, and then Noah for best new artist. Now, if that was Victoria Monet, I'd also be happy. I just really don't want to see an Ice Spice win there. That feels deeply unserious to me mm-hmm. and really annoying. Um, sorry to miss Spice. I agree. Um, it's it to me. It's between. I've been. S- it's a Victoria yeah. or a Noah. Like t- I love Coco yeah. Jones, but she really hasn't like been promoting as much and like just doing a lot. Like if it does not go to one of those two people, I will be like, what the fuck? And I know some people are like Jelly Roll, yeah. but like who the fuck is Jelly Roll? I know he he's I big mean, in the country, but like come on. Right. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, now I'm looking at varieties. Variety is saying, and this is what a lot of people have been saying now, that it's going to be like Midnight's for album, which um, they're saying for record, Flowers will win, and that 
what was I made for antihero could win. If SZA? For album, they're saying Midnight's will win. SOS or the record could win. I would like to see Boy Genius get an award, like, as much as I know we've kind of, Not strong enough is my song of last year, But I'd like to see them get an award, like, on the telecast. Me too. Me too. Um... And then for song, they have will win. What was I made for? Could win flowers or antihero. So they have SZA um, not winning. They have her could win album. Um, best new artist will win. Victoria Monet could win. Noah Khan Jelly Roll. I just like. No, I I, I know you, but I, I'm I'm trying to mentally prepare myself for for SZA maybe not getting it anything. No. They've done that to her already before. Like, they did that to her recently. I know. Um, I would love to see SOS win album of the year, personally. I think it's a great album. Um, I just, I, I don't know I, if I, I, don't, I can handle that. I don't need to see Midnight's win album of the year. I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy for her to win a song or record or whatever the one it is. Go ahead, sister, win. Antihero was everywhere. It's a good song. I'll, I'll celebrate that. But I, I, I just will be very sad if if SZA doesn't win one of the big ones. I'll be very sad. Because I do, like you said, the album was very good. And it's she deserves yeah. it, I feel. I also think, like, Kill Bill was everywhere. Yeah. It's, it's up against, again, like, for the individual songs, it's up against Flowers, Antihero, What Was I Made For, for record and song. So I just feel like those three are kind of tough to beat in that sense, even though Kill Bill was everywhere and was great. I know I'm so, like... We'll have to see. I know you like this song. I I know I'm tired with this opinion because it's nothing against Miss Eilish. I just... That wasn't my song. It wasn't for me. I know it was everywhere and I know what the girls loved it. I, 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 I recognize... I recognize it's... It's uh, not faults. The opposite of faults. Virtues. I recognize its virtues. The virtues just aren't virtuous to me, you know. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a ballad. It's a slow ballad, and and we we need them to be very specific for you to for them to be like for you. Yeah, I think, and that's totally fine. Um, it's oh, for me giant. the emotional. Um, for me, it's the connection, obviously, to that like part of Barbie yeah like it feels yeah that's the part of Barbie that like got me feeling emotional right in terms of that um you know girlhood womanhood all right. that stuff um I don't want to talk too much about Barbie because it'll make me break out in times <laughs> again but um but yeah I I see I see where it's where it's getting all the awards it is tired because like Billy won record randomly what like two years for the ago for Skyfall um, song right or no no for the like random single she put out I feel like she she always like, she's always winning a Grammy well last year last year they really they did spread the wealth around and I mean last year this is where I feel like they will maybe give um record to SZA which I think is deserving but also because they gave um, album to Harry Styles over Beyonce last oh, year. Oh yeah, that was. And it's kind of like, oh, gotta fix that. <laughs> yeah, one. that was. <laughs> and like, I love Harry Styles. Don't get me wrong, but like, woof. yeah. But Lizzo, Lizzo won record last year for about damn time. Harry won album. Oh my god, Lizzo. Um, and then song was that Bonnie Raitt song, just like that. Um, which was interesting. Um. <laughs> And then the year before, I, I want to figure this out. Leave the Door Open won the year before Silk Sonic, Record of the Year. Um, John Batiste won album. And I think this was Billy one song. Hang on, let's see. No, Leave the Door Open. So this must have been a couple years ago. But I remember she was, like, nominated for this, like, random song that wasn't really connected to an album. So maybe it was a... Um, a Movie thing? a movie tie-in I, I like can't remember um but but yeah the, the clear we know this everyone knows this the grammys love billy eilish and her fucking brother <laughs> they love her and fucking um, phineas claudia saluski with her goddamn body lotion claudia saluski will be there, will be there. Will be there. Will be there. she will be on the red carpet 
um, looking dangerously like Billie Eilish. Um, and dangerously <laughs> always so crazy. But but yeah, I mean, obviously we'll have reactions for you next week. We can't. If Gracie Abrams wins Best New Artist, what will you do? I will be catatonic, to be honest. I literally um, can't even. I will tweet about how her daddy bought that for her. Literally. And justice for the Irish people because Hosier did not get nominated for a Grammy this year and Gracie Abrams got nominated for multiple. She got nominated for more than one? Wrong. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. The Grammys, y'all are foolish, truly. Maybe I'm lying. I don't know. Maybe I just hate her and I like want another reason to hate her. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, what a time to be alive. Grammys this week, Super Bowl next week, then Oscars soon. We're never going to run out of things to talk about. No, we're really so just, exciting. there's so much culture and content at our fingertips. We're being fed. We love being fed. Um, yes, as uh, Megan said, that is that is it. That is all she wrote. Another episode in the books. Um, we hope you all enjoyed thoroughly. Can't wait for next week. I know there'll be something to scream about as always. The Grammy, the Grammy results. The results. <laughs> um, and yeah, love you all so much. But most importantly, love you, Meg. Love you, G.